welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. On the mic with my brother, Sven, and our cousin, Kile. And it is wedding week, brother. You know, what, you know what that means, right, brother? You're getting you get married this week, it's, man. It's the week of, of a wedding. That is, that is correct. You're getting married, brother. Kyle, we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Co-best co man right here. Look at that. I fly out tomorrow. I'm excited. Yeah, you do. Down yeah. To, down to down to freezing Texas right now. It was it's gonna it. be hot. It's gonna be hot soon. Fifty-eight degrees this morning when I went to work. I was like, Impressive. are you kidding me? <laughs> it looks like good weather though on your wedding. I think wearing wearing suits, you know, long pants, long shirt, and no, a that's yeah, that I'm not upset about. Deal, so. yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm excited for you guys. Overall, it should be a great week slash weekend. Just party days, party days. That's what a wedding is for, right? Bring, bring some people together, you know, share, share the love, share the love. That's right. So tonight we're going to recap week five and provide some takeaways. Why don't we kick it off in Houston? Kyle, tell us about the Falcons-Texans game. All right, so my biggest takeaway, my biggest theme from this game, other than the fact that Texans offense looked great, is the fact that I think Dan Quinn and Dirk Cutter need to go ASAP. Okay, they are holding this team back. This Atlanta Falcons team is what three years removed from a Super Bowl run. Great offense that year. They played good enough defense, and yet, ever since Kyle Shanahan left, they have looked all over the place. Their offensive coordinator has taken two years to adapt, and then he leaves, and now they bring in Dirk Cutter, who just clearly isn't syncing with this offense. I mean, allowing fifty plus points to the Houston Texans. The def- you know, Dan Quinn is supposed to be this defensive mind, and this defense is one of the worst in the league. Um, they run unoriginal plays on offense with Dirk Cutter, and Dirk Cutter just got canned from Tampa Bay not too long ago. Uh, allowing 258 yards passing allowed per game, 121 on the ground. Bad defense. Next five games, besides the Cardinals, coming up next week, they have the Rams, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Panthers. This team is, is just heading for collapse. Dan Quinn on the way out, Dirk Cutter on the way out. Once they bring in a good offensive mind, Atlanta's star pupils, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, the names go on forever. Bring someone in who's going to be able to handle this team and help them win. Well said. Can't really argue that. They're on their way down. They're already down. I mean, yeah, but they're already down. Only five weeks weeks in, I mean, but yes, they, they look terrible with such star power. They look awful it's it's disgusting but matt ryan continues to throw for over 300 yards and at least like two touchdowns so i'll take it <laughs> we don't care about wins loss yeah when it, at the end of the day the matt ryan thing it, is the only one that actually matters because he does keep putting up the yards and the touchdowns but he just they just don't look good no not at all brother why don't you tell us about another uh, quarterback who put up some numbers this week but took another step backwards he looks pretty atrocious there james winston nolens bucks did- saints go I mean, the Saints, Saints, second, the secondary is something that's like, it's, it's kind of been anemic a little bit. You don't know. Marshawn Lattimore has actually been like torched a little bit, but then he, he'll show up, which he did this week. Um, Mike Evans, I, I think we should have a moment of silence for Mike Evans because we should have zero seconds of silence for Mike oh Evans for the my zero points he scored this week. God, I couldn't believe that. Seriously, bro. <laughs> But here's the thing, though, like that you're not going to sit him. Like, are you going to sit Mike Evans unless you have like Julio, DeAndre, which then again, those guys aren't even playing that well. So unless you have like a Mike Thomas, like DJ Shaw, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to sit Mike Evans. It's very tough to sit your studs. But Jameis Winston, he looked, he still looked good. They did not win the game, but he 
He didn't turn the ball over. He only fumbled it once, but they didn't lose a fumble, which is a lot better than his first couple games. He only threw for a little over 200, two touchdowns. They, they're, they're another team that's very odd. They run the ball very well the week before, and then this week they, they just couldn't run the ball. So Jameis, he's the number 10 quarterback right now um, with Chris Godwin, who had another ridiculous week. But Jameis, I think he's going to be okay. He does have some tough matchups coming up, but I still like their, they got the Panthers next week, I believe. And then they are on their bye week. So I think going into their playing uh, against Carolina, who just got, I think just beaten or actually let up a no, lot of won. yards. They won. They won, but they, he let, they let up a, a lot of yards to mustache Minshew. Right. So Jameis, there's no reason why he couldn't do the same thing. And he's played them already this year. So it's the second game, but I still like Jameis. Going forward, like you said, brother, it was a tiny step back, but I, I still like him. He's, he has, it looks like he has a little bit more control over the offense, and it's, he's starting to settle into this Bruce Arians philosophy. He had two picks that were called back because of uh, horrific penalties that shouldn't even have been called. So he, well, he had, almost had two picks. He there didn't, you go. But, he didn't uh, but, he, but he could have. The stat line shows that he did not. <laughs> <laughs> just watching the game early on, though, he, just, he looked out of sync and – and Dennis Allen actually calling a good defensive game. Sounds weird, but he, he did it last year here and there. So who knows? We shall see. Why don't I stay put and ride the New Jersey Transit to the Meadowlands, which is terrible whenever there's a game or an event there because they shut down two tracks and essentially have every commuter on two tracks as well, which is completely ridiculous to me. It's a delay. It's very slow. And even the people that work there are like, oh, I wonder why they're doing this because I've heard them say it out loud, actually. Um, so my takeaway from my New York Giants game is that they will make any quarterback look awesome because Captain Kirk Cousins was 22 for 27, over 300 yards, two touchdowns. You grease the squeaky wheel, as they say, and one of those wheels being Adam Thielen, two receiving touchdowns. Stephon Diggs had the first reception of the game and then only had two catches after that. So, hmm, do you think he's happy about that? No. Did they win the game? Yes. Dalvin Cook? He looks guys, no less than a top three athlete in the NFL. Guy's a stud. Again, he does. He looks, he looks incredible. And after watching this game, I thought to myself, like, oh, I can highlight the time of possession because it looked like the Vikings had the ball for so much of this game that the Giants' defense was tired. They only had it for five more minutes than the Giants. Since our average play was about three yards, and theirs was about seven. So they were just driving on us, kept drives alive, and actually put points up. You're not going to win when you only score 10 points, but you have to win. You have to play defense to win. You have to stop the offense. I was, I was, I felt okay about it in the first half. The effort in general, I think overall is, is better since Daniel, Danny Downs Jones is the quarterback. But I mean, our defense still has a long, long ways to go. And the Vikings team is, is on, is on the rise. I mean, they're not, they're not a bad team. Exactly. They're start. They look like they're starting to put it all together. Like you said, Adam Thielen, eight targets, seven catches dominated but the Giants Giants haven't had a good defense since what since the first Super Bowl with Eli Manning like that was actually like a legit defense 2011 was good too with Mike Strahan (laughs) but uh, Sterling Shepard concussed that that kind of stinks too he may not play he's going to be out for a couple weeks so no we take the Pats this Thursday I think it's going to be um coming from a Giants game a Giants fan it's going to be a beatdown it's it's not going to be be bad not going to be pretty (laughs) 
The only positive is that Barkley may come back, which he probably shouldn't hold him out. And Golden Tate, he may reappear, reemerge, because he's going to play the slot where Shepard has, and we'll see what happens. But I sure hope so. We digress. We'll be at rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> for that game i bet you're not too upset about missing it <laughs> although we'll we'll find it somewhere we'll put it on our phones or something i will have my yes. iphone yes. rocking out to the past giants game of course i'll give you guys updates in front of uh, the priest or whoever matt i guess deacon deacon malone yes yes he is the deacon <laughs> so <laughs> thank you matt i'm looking forward to it Kyle, why don't you tell us about the um, the gumption that Gardner Minshew has shown and how good are the Panthers without McCaffrey? I mean, this is your takeaway, but he looks like the whole team to me. McCaffrey is the whole team, and he is the sole reason I won this week, um, which is wonderful. 40 points by himself. Uh, Only 40? 46, I think it was, actually. Ooh, he got Amazing. us 47 in the listener. But league. actually, <laughs> even though the Panthers, the Panthers won this game, but he's actually not my big takeaway from this game. My biggest takeaway from this game is that Gardner Minshew to DJ Shark is going to be a long, uh, long, it's a prolonged thing that's going to happen in the NFL because once Nick Foles is back, that is not going to be his job. It's going to be Gardner Minshew's job and him to DJ Shark is going to be a revelation for Jacksonville football. DJ Shark is unbelievable. Okay. We're focusing so much of our time right now on Gardner Minshew and he's been great. I'm not denying that he's averaging 256 yards per game. He has a nine to one touchdown to interception ratio, which is pretty awesome for a rookie quarterback, let alone a guy who wasn't even slated to play. He hasn't thrown a pick since the first week. First, first week of the season. First yep. game. He did so, have the number one Wonderlick score as well though. Yeah. They really? Yeah. Over Daniel Jones. That's a good one. Wow. Nice. Look at that. That's the mustache. DJ Shark has has a touchdown in four of five games, and he is on pace, which I thought was the most important part of this, is he is on pace for 118 targets this season. Okay, that's awesome. So if that even if that's a percentage, even if it's set, he catches 70% of passes, you're talking 75 to 80 plus receptions for DJ Shark with 10 touchdowns, 12 touchdown potential. Look, the biggest thing about this is not so much just this season, it's the fact that. I think that even when Nick Foles come back, comes back, this connection, this Gardner Minshew to DJ Shark connection is going to continue into the future because I don't think Nick Foles is going to play another game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is Gardner Minshew's team. He has proven it. He looked great, except those last three plays where I felt like there was 17 penalties and he was given four plays with zero seconds left. He somehow kept getting a chance to throw the ball. Um, he looks great. I mean, a rookie quarterback and a, a second-year wide receiver with great – they're a great tandem. Um, and I think that, you know, DJ Shark this year finishes 10-plus touchdowns. He's very consistent, Gardner. I mean, he's averaging like 19 yeah. fantasy points a game, which is – I mean, for some quarterbacks, it's just so streaky. He has and That's He's consistent. Exactly. He he's very consistent. Been. And DJ Shark has not been what I thought he would be this year, which is a boomer bust guy. He has been – a beacon of hope for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have DJ DD Westbrook over the middle and you have DJ shark just spreading the field. And I think he is turning into a top 15 wide receiver. I'm still in shock though, that like D, DJ shark was not good last year at all. And all it took was just one off season. Hey, you know what? Go out there. See what, see what you can do. Now he's showing us and DD Westbrook. Love it. He had double digits and targets too. Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, brother. They they did not look good this week. Why don't you uh why oh don't you God. Talk, talk to us about that? That was brutal. I was gonna go to that game too. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> I'd rather watch that disappointment at home and in the in the comfort of my own apartment. Oh my lord. Uh so 
I, I don't even like have a whole I mean if you if you look at the actual game and if you look at the stat line Aaron Rodgers did nothing he did absolutely nothing um MVS who we thought was going to have a great game absolutely nothing Jimmy Graham didn't do anything um but you know who did uh the other Aaron Aaron Jones 19 carries 107 yards four touchdowns and he also had seven catches for 75 yards so Aaron Jones basically beat the Cowboys now it only became that close because the Cowboys decided to play in the second half and not the first half at all. I think they were down, what, like 30, 30, 31 to 3 at one point. It was, it was pretty pitiful. Um, the thing that really I'm taking away from it is, yes, the game script did not call for it that much, but you just gave Zeke a kajillion dollars, and he got the ball 14 times. I – don't understand that. Again, game script has a lot to do with it, but he was not used in the passing game that much at all. Uh, I, I think that Kellen Moore, I don't, I don't know what's been going on with him the past couple. It, it's, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter. Everybody's making fun of the Cowboys, rightfully so, that they basically were playing on like the rookie level in Madden, and now they're actually playing like all Madden level, and they just can't do it. And it it's 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 tough because they're supposed to beat a team like the Packers where the Packers just lost to the Eagles last week and then now they're like it, it's just I, I don't I don't know but I love that Michael Gallup's back and Amari Cooper balled out over Jair Alexander who looked horrendous but Packers still got the W Cowboys are still three and two so that's that's my takeaway that I think Zeke needs to get the ball over 20 over 20 touches at least regardless of game script, you got to get him involved in the passing, in the passing game more. And they had four targets in the passing game. Aaron Rodgers is no longer a, a quarterback one. He's, he's barely startable. It feels like he's, he's not doing anything this season. He doesn't need to. They're trying to run the ball and they're playing defense. What, he literally doesn't need to, which is, which is great, four, but it's like, they're four and one. <laughs> it's like Aaron, really? Aaron, Aaron, the other Aaron, Aaron Jones. They freed him yesterday. Holy crap. Well, kind Good of. Lord. He didn't, they kind of freed him. Like, but he had a lot games. of short rushing yeah. touchdowns. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like exclude the receptions and the receiving yards. Like he really didn't get freed that much. He had all three of the four uh, rushing touchdowns were inside the five. True. Exactly. <laughs> like, Very, yeah. Yeah. Like they freed him in the red zone. That's a, I mean, that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Dak, Dak yeah. still had a ridiculous game. I mean, he's the number what is he right now? He's the number not number five quarterback and number six overall fantasy player. Over 400 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions, which is very, very not like Dak, which I was very upset about. Every garbage like points it. count. Yeah, sorry. Garbage point, they do. They definitely do. But I feel like every two seconds, I was like walking away from the TV and oh, Dak just throws another interception. Going back to the Thursday game, the Rams and the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a legit team. They, they are to be reckoned with in the NFC, and they're going to run Chris Carson into the ground. Why not? They don't really have any other running backs behind him, but he, he carried them. He didn't fumble. Good job. But the biggest takeaway for me is with another running back who obviously has been the most polarizing athlete in the NFL from a fantasy perspective the past few months leading into the season is that – the Rams, although seemingly going to him early on, who who's their best player, Todd Gurley is becoming a touchdown-dependent running back two right now. So the Rams are scoring points, right? 
but it's because their defense stinks and Todd Gurley just keeps scoring touchdowns. He had 15 carries for 51 yards, three receptions for six yards. That That's not going to cut it. But oh, wait, for the second game in a row, he had two touchdowns. Jared Goff has regressed mightily this year and he's sloppy. He threw the ball 49 times. Why? They only ran the ball 18 times. Why would you sign Malcolm Brown? Why do you still have John Kelly? Why did they draft Daryl Henderson? I know you just paid Jared Goff, but I mean, you're clearly not winning. You're three and two. You're still predictable. The offensive line has lost a few athletes. But, and the last thing I want to say about the Rams, though, is death, taxes, and Cooper Cup having monster games is. I mean, those are the only things I feel that are guaranteed in life these days anymore. I, I, I just still, I think that, I think the loss of the Super Bowl really, really hurt the Rams. Like they're just, there's something going on where Jared Goff needs to throw the ball 50 times a game and, and they still don't win. But it also sucks that Legatron missed the freaking field goal, which that never happens. I mean, they should have, they should have won that game. Tyler, Tyler Lockett with the catch of the year as well. I couldn't believe that. What did they say? That was like a 6% chance he could have caught that. I guess I was I most know. impressed that Russell Wilson running to his left seemingly just like torqued his upper half without his legs facing a different direction whatsoever and, and, and threw it perfectly. Looks like he was throwing it out of bounds, but. He's having his best year to start to his career, I think, like this season so far. Every out year of, but one. Top out of seven. any, out of every season. He's ridiculous. Kyle, why don't you tell us about the, uh, the all green game? Your, uh, your Jets against the two-win-in-a-row Philadelphia Eagles. There's really not much to talk about in this game. <laughs> that the Eagles uh, got people over 40 defensive points. <laughs> Sam, Tar- <laughs> Sam Darnold didn't play again, and Adam Gase is such a good coach that um, he decided that he was going to hope and pray to the gods that, that Sam Darnold was going to play and, and decided to not give Luke Falk first team reps. So Luke Falk wasn't ready to play this week. Not that it would have mattered because he's terrible anyway, but that's whatever. My biggest take, my biggest takeaway and theme from this game, and this one's going to hurt all of us combined, is that Jordan Howard is the number one running back on the Philadelphia. Don't, Eagles. don't you, don't stop ten that. Plus, don't you stop ten that. plus carries? Listen, <laughs> ten plus carries in three he had thirteen. Weeks. Ten, hey, doesn't matter. Ten plus carries in three straight weeks. Uh, he has a touchdown in three straight weeks. Their upcoming opponents, little rough, not going to lie. Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo, Chicago, New England. Tough matchups coming up. However, decent. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, uh, Doug Peterson came out today and said that Jordan Howard is our starting running back. Miles Sanders is a good compliment, which aren't we so happy we drafted Miles Sanders in the fifth round of every draft and uh, just for him to sit on the bench. Of, ahead of Jordan Howard, too. It's way great. ahead of Jordan Howard. It's a great Howard. feeling. It's a great feeling. That's the only running back by committee I actually went after, and that's the only one that's really hurting. But that's neither here nor there. Jordan Howard is the starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if Carson Wentz continues to stink, which he kind of did yesterday, if you actually looked and watched the game, he actually didn't look great at all against a pretty subpar Jets defense. Um, but Jordan Howard is still going to be that uh, that quote-unquote bell cow back, that leader back. Um, he's going to get 50. I think he's going to average 15-plus carries going forward. And I think Miles Sanders is going to learn from him and – be that change of pace guy it I sucks really, I, I hate every second I, I hope he doesn't learn from him I, I hate every second of it but Jordan Howard another guy who just keeps getting chance after chance after chance even though he's just a, an average running back love Bell seven catches I like it 
Yeah, no, no, there's nothing to say about the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Donald's going for further testing, I think, yeah, tomorrow to find out if he's... Is, it might still be enlarged. If it is, then he's not playing this week. If it is, it isn't, then he's going to play this week, which I think the Jets season is just... Oh, it's done. It's done anyway. Done. So, um, but yeah, I'm, the only takeaway is from the Eagles itself, that the Eagles beat the Jets, which everyone anticipated, um, and their defense put, out put up a, a lot of points. Yeah. I think what one dude uh, messaged us on Twitter, our boy Dustin that we met yeah. in Nashville, 44, 44 points. I think the Eagles defense got him. Yeah. Well, when Luke Fox, your quarterback, I mean, can't imagine what could happen wrong there. Did you see that interception? Though? I did. Like, that was the worst pattern. That dude ran like three yards, then turned to the flat. Who was he throwing it to? Staring him down the whole time. Like, oh my goodness. That was I like don't... a corner play, man. Like, you'd even it was be bad. Not Warner through that like i was I, in his hip pocket waiting he's just like luke falk, luke falk is not a i don't know how he performed so well in college because he is not a good like a terrible um starting and i was he the best that's out there though like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me you got the steelers have delvin hodges who seemingly had a better a decent second half. yeah yeah exactly. i don't even know who delvin hodges is no one exactly. knows who that's <laughs> the point and delvin hodges doesn't even know who delvin hodges is <laughs> For weeks, like David Fales is that bad that Luke Falk is still the starting quarterback for the Jets. How much more do you have to see, Adam? Well, they're what they're hoping for is that Darnold was back, and that's why that's why that's what I'm saying. Is like Falk got none of the second team, first team reps because they thought Darnold was going to be back. That's he how bad of a coach he is. Wasn't going to be back. I mean, that, they're going to kill this kid. He's going to get hit right, in the side, in the kidney, in the spleen. He's going to pass out on the field. My, like Mason Rudolph, almost. God bless his soul that he's not dead. Word on the street is that they're going to uh, take uh, Vinny Testaverde out of retirement and uh, bring him Chad back. Pennington, as I'm hoping for. Humor size is still there. You oh know, my God. Any one of these guys would be better. Let's, it's, let's it's move ridiculous. on. I can't. I can't. I don't. Uh. We've already exhausted too many, too many seconds. <laughs> the all-green game, though. The big green game. Oof. So let's go to the teams that haven't won a game yet, actually. The, uh, the defeated battle. Bengals against the Cardinals. Brother, tell us about it. Oh, it was <laughs> I mean I mean I guess it was an interesting game, you know, since pretty close 26-23 final, Kyler Murray, Cliff, they got their first win. All right. Got the monkey off their back. Um Kyler Murray showed us that he can run. 10 carries, 93 yards and a touchdown. He absolutely torched that defense. Now mind you, it is the Bengals defense which is not good. Um, David Johnson, that's the biggest takeaway for me is that they are starting to get him rolling. And then, of course, what happens? He gets a little hurt. Oh, it's just dangling it, you know? It's like, come on, man, as, as Chris Carter would say. But they use him a bunch in the past. Like, he is, he's on pace to finish as a top running back. They're going to monitor him this week. I am praying that he plays because they are playing the Falcons and the Falcons defense is God awful. So David Johnson could, what do they, what do they say, Kyle? What are the, what are the, what do the kids say these days? He could eat. He's going to eat. He's going to eat. Yes. He's going yes. to eat. He is going to eat a lot. Yes. Now, Larry, we saw what Larry, I mean, we know exactly what he's going to get. We know his floor. I mean, six catches 58. Uh, and then I did mention before this, that Joe Mixon would have a good game. They clearly don't know how to use him in the passing game at all because he only had one catch for 16 yards. But he did have 93 yards on the ground, no touchdown. So as far as a football game goes, he had a very good game. But from a fantasy perspective, this, this might be his ceiling right now. <laughs> uh, 
you're probably going to not really trade him for much. Um, Bengals are pretty bad. They're 0-5. It's going to continue. Or wait, who are they playing next week? Are they playing the Dolphins, or is it is that the Washington Dolphins game? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's all It's all bad. But David Johnson, they're monitoring him this week. That's my biggest takeaway is that he he looks good. He looks really good. They're getting him more involved in the game, which is great. But he doesn't play. Chase Edmonds jump all over him. Pick him up. Guy had eight carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. But I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy for Kyler and Cliff that they actually got their first win. So they got that out of the way at least. Now, that, now maybe they'll get the fourth pick next year. But what I'd like to say about Kyler is that because I was so big on him in the offseason, and he's he's been decent. He's been like a QB two. He's been awful, yeah. But he needs to run the ball. Like he he his fantasy points have been reliant on running the ball. He had ninety three yards and a touchdown, which put him squarely in the upper quarterback two echelon this week. Especially when you got quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers getting zero and Mason Rudolph getting knocked out. Like Daniel Jones didn't do well. Whatever. But he needs to run. He needs to run to get points. Keep running. Good job. So the Chiefs and the Colts, I didn't get to actually watch too much of this game. Um, it was actually in Arrowhead, in Kansas City, which is surprising to me that the Chiefs, the Chiefs are beatable. And Marlon Mack is a legit bell cow running back. The Chiefs, let's be honest, though, they have a cellar-dwelling rush defense. The Colts exploited it. Frank Reich is a good, good coach. He's a yes, very, he very is. good coach. Very good coach. Marlon Mack had 29 carries after being a game-time decision. There is nothing more that I hate and is diabolically evil and mean than a game-time decision. Especially when you play in the late game. Why would Sunday you night, exactly. Oh, <laughs> it should be probable or you're out. Like, everyone has to report this at 11 a.m. the day of the game. That's it's, it. I'm sorry. It's same with T.Y. Hilton, though, too. He would have been – he was another game-time decision – and that's that's someone else that like oh crap who he had a decent game I mean he didn't do anything it seemed like the game it was Marlon Mack play though early on right they're like everyone's like oh Ty is gonna play it's gonna be fine and then Mack's like oh I don't know it's his ankle again he didn't practice all week obviously I didn't put Mack in most of my lineups he's the same he's the same as Chris Carson and I think I mentioned him before the season as well you give him the ball he's going to perform it's unbelievable. Yeah. 20, 29 carries. He only had three catches, which is up from his average of typically zero. But Marlon Mack is a bell cow. They have a bye week, so he can heal up. The Colts are going to ride Marlon Mack to the playoffs this year. Mark my words. Kyle, Broncos, Steelers. Chargers. Broncos, Steelers, Chargers. Go. <laughs> Broncos. Go, Chargers. Go. Broncos, Chargers. Um, this game I actually watched a lot of. And the biggest – thing that I saw in this game, the biggest takeaway is what everyone was thinking going into this week is what is the timeshare going to be between Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler? And what we saw is that Austin Eckler, well, yeah, besides that, (laughs) Austin Eckler is going to be an integral part of this offense. Okay. Look, Melvin Gordon, people were like, oh, I think I want to start Melvin Gordon. I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure about Austin Eckler. No, Austin Eckler for the first four weeks of the season was a running back, what, three? Running back four? He was one of the best running backs in the NFL before Melvin Gordon came back. And even when Melvin Gordon is back, he is a back end. I'm not joking. He is a back end running back one. Okay. He is a, he's always going to finish in that 10 to 15, 10 to 16 range. He had 16 targets at at the running back position. Granted, a lot of that was due to the fact that Phil had a bad game. 
Denver was also playing a lot of like blanket. Like Correct. They were just they were right. literally letting him catch the short yes. passes. And that's exactly what they wanted. They wanted yeah. that to happen. However, but I'll take it. <laughs> for all you Austin Eckler owners, me being one of them and mm. starting him with all the faith in him, um, unbelievable. Sixteen targets, fifteen receptions. I he's a must start each and every week. Even with Melvin Gordon back, even with them phasing, you know, trying to bring Melvin Gordon into that offense, I think Austin Eckler is a must start each and every week as a running back two, I guess. Uh, next few weeks, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Chicago, Green Bay, Oakland. A lot of running games there that they can exploit the hell out of, and I think they're going to. Love every second of it. He's the number two in PPR right now, number two overall. It's unbelievable. Is He's, he's averaging 25.6 fantasy points per game. Per game. Yep, uh, I know. Amazing. Uh, can we just touch up Matt Breda? 86-yard touchdown. No way. Yeah. As oh. long as it's As long as it's not Baker. Matt Breda, man, he keep, <laughs> he just keeps crushing it. He's he keep, dominating. You can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> he's so big too. He's he's ideal size for a running back in the NFL. Brother, talk to us about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, man, or the Steelers because they played each other this week. Apparently, with the Steelers and Ravens. He definitely was brought back down to life. That's for sure. Uh, he only had what I think like 15 fantasy points this week. Did not look the greatest. They still won. Uh, he threw three interceptions. So the past two weeks, he's got five interceptions, and he didn't throw any in the first three. So it's it's a little shaky with Lamar. His um, obviously we didn't we knew he wasn't going to continue the first couple weeks the entire season, which we we know that he can somewhat throw, but maybe he really can't. He did have seventy did have seventy rushing yards. Uh, Mark Ingram seems seems to be a trend with Mark Ingram. Uh, he's scoring a touchdown at least one every other game. So next game, he's not going to score a touchdown. Now they're receiving. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who to start. I wouldn't start any of them. Marquise Brown is a little banged up. He may not even play this week. If I were them, I wouldn't start them because they're playing the Bengals and they could easily beat the Bengals with whatever the hell they have on the team right now. Cause the Bengals are God awful, but Mason Rudolph is, uh, if he's down, Everybody takes a step back for the Steelers, unless this, what, this Hodges dude, or, hey, Jalen Samuels, he threw an interception. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> what was what, that? What position can't this guy play? Where do they have him? Running back, wide receiver, tight end, quarterback? He never got the ball again, though. It's almost but, like Dante Moncrief. He was banished after that, and it wasn't even his fault. It was the coaching. Sorry, go. No, you're good. That's, I mean, James Conner, salvaged the day with the touchdown. Thank the Lord. Other than that, he didn't – I don't even think – he didn't even get a target in the passing game. Why? I, I do not know. Um, the game plan last week against Cincinnati seemed to work with Jalen and James Conner getting a bunch of receptions. Yes, the Bengals are a bad team, but why not try it again and see, see what happens? So if Mason Rudolph can't go this week mm. – Chances are you kind of have to start James Conner because you may not have another option, such as myself. Let me tell you guys about the Titans and the Bills game Ooh. because there's just two quick things I'm here to mention. First, minor takeaway. Bears fans might be familiar with it. Even though that ball was tipped, you need a kicker. Cairo Santos, I'm sorry. I hope you can figure it out. Dude missed four field goals. They Got lost cut. Seven. Boom. He's off That's the rough. team. You need a kicker. That's terrible. Even Legatron misses from time to time, right? Even a broken clock, you know, it's only right twice a day. You don't miss four field goals in a game, though. Oh, it's, it's, it's atrocious. It's terrible. It's unfortunate. And the Bills 
Mafia defense is absolutely legit. Their run D, eighth in the NFL. Pass D, second. They're third in points allowed per game, fourth in time of possession, and fourth in third down percentage. That's all I'm going to say about it. Bills are a good team. They have a good defense. They have a very, very, very good defense. What did I say? I said in the beginning, I think I texted you both, Bills and Colts are making the playoffs as wild card. Both look very uh, possible at the moment. Possible at the moment, exactly. Yeah. And who, who, is this, who is this Lee Smith? Why, why wasn't that Dawson Knox? <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for the guy, but like, I don't know any of the Bills tight ends, honestly. Uh, I was like, oh my God, I saw the guy catch it, and I'm like, yes, Dawson, not Knox. No, I would not oh, no, wait, he's not playing. Nope. Yeah, it's a bunch of nobodies. It's insane, though. Their defense is incredible, and they're playing very, very hard right now. Kyle, why don't you close this out with what appeared to me be a shocking development um, in London this past weekend, please? Well, this was. This was a rough game. <laughs> All around. I mean, they came storming back only to still lose. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Okay, anyway. My theme for this, for this particular London game between the Bears and the Oakland Raiders... First off, the Raiders are 3-2, and two, so that's a story in itself. My biggest theme is maybe Matt Nagy just isn't that good. Maybe he's just not a good offensive coordinator. Maybe he's just not a good offensive mind. The defense is good. Doth mine is me. Let me let me get back to this. Hold on a second. So last year, the last five games of the season, um, the Bears, here's their scores. They put up 15 points, 24, 14, 24, 15. Okay. Never did they score more than 24 points through those final five games of the season, including the playoffs. However, they won four out of the five. That's because they had a lockdown awesome, unbelievable, great defense. Well, this year, the defense is just really good. They're not great. So what it's showing is what's exploiting even more is the fact that Matt Nagy is in over his head. His offense isn't that good. He doesn't have a good quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky is proving that he is not a reliable starter. Now that he's down Chase Daniels, and Chase Daniels is just a backup. But maybe this is all, oh, it's just an injury to Mitch Trubisky, or it's this, or whatever it is. It's, it's, he's not utilizing David Montgomery properly. Okay. Allen Robinson is the only person on that offense who is getting used to his full potential. If he is such a great offensive mind, why are the bears losing so bad when they're supposed to have this quote unquote great, you know, defense? What happens when that defense starts to fall? What happens when the defense not, starts to not play as well as they should have? It starts to exploit how bad the offense actually is. And he wasn't brought in as a defensive coordinator. He was brought in as an offensive mind and he is destroying some of these careers of some of these players who I think actually have a really good chance to be good. I do, like Dave Montgomery has a chance to be a three down back. And what is he doing? 11 carries 25 yards. That's what he's doing. Like, what, like I, I, That's <laughs> what baffles me is like Matt Nagy is, is holding this team back. Like that's the like, same thing I could say about, no, not, not the same, but Adam Gates with the jets. <laughs> it's, that's worse. It's what I'm saying is that these are supposed to be quote unquote offensive minds that maybe aren't. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes and iHeartRadio. This is The Fantasy Fam, signing off.